Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The View from Vitaly, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Joe Vitale joins us as he does every Friday morning here on 101 ESPN. The Blues back from their Canada road trip. Joey V, why do you hate Canada? Well, why, why don't we talk about why I love Canada? It's a lot shorter of a list. <laughs> okay. oh. <laughs> well done. Well played. How you doing, man? <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Of course. I love our neighbors from the north. You know, it's just so doggone cold, man. I don't know. This. It's March 1. To me, to me, March one is the start of spring. It's the it's the date I look forward to every every year. Okay, this is the one and. You know, of course, uh, being so warm the other day in St. Louis and so cold up there in Canada for the fellows. But all, all in all, uh, you know, that's just the way I look at it. It's another Canada road trip you can cross off your calendar. I, I got a question for you, and I want you to be completely honest here. The trade deadline is coming up, and everybody in the locker room, not everybody, but many players in the locker room, dressing room, leading up to the trade deadline are concerned. And you, you say you're concerned about everybody else. Are you really concerned about everybody else, or are you only concerned about yourself as the trade deadline approaches? You're only concerned about one person. You're right. Exactly, Randy. No, it's, uh, no and I, I say that a, a bit facetiously. You are certainly concerned about yourself, but, you know, a player like Braden Shen. Uh, he's not only concerned for him. I mean, this is a captain who's, you know, approaching his mid-30s by the time his contract's kind of slowly coming to an end. You know, he's won one cup. He wants to win again. You know what I mean? And, and you know, you look at those older players like the Nick Lettys and uh, the Brandon Sods. I think as you get older, you become more and more aware and concerned about the direction of players around you and the team because you want to set yourself up in a good spot to either earn another contract like we saw with Robert Bortuzzo asking for a trade because he wanted to play more, or you know, just simply uh, win another championship as your years are kind of coming slowly to an end. You know, and then the flip side for a young player, if teams decide to sell, you know, it's a, it's a much better opportunity for you potentially. Maybe you get bumped up to a top six role uh, after you lose some players, but it's definitely it's an anxious time. I mean, this is an anxious week we're heading into uh, for a lot of teams for a lot of different reasons, and you know, it's a, it's a weird sport where you you preach about being a family, you preach about being tight and together, uh, but there is this, this kind of dangling sword above your head at all times, and at any moment, uh, the person that manages you can could you know reinstate you and send you somewhere else, which is the unfortunate part of the business, uh, but at the end of the day, it is a business. You've been a part of a trade before in your playing career, right? Heard of it? Pavel Datsuk, Brooke. You know yeah. who that is? Yeah. Not a bad player. Not listen. Not, uh, 
Not a not a terrible player in Pavel Dotsuk, future Hall of Famer, straight up for Joey V, number fourteen from the Coyotes. Was there was there a lot of millions involved because the Coyotes needed to get out of the floor? Maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe. But my kids don't need to know that. My kids don't no. need to know that. That's, that's the only story that matters. Hey, yeah, you're right. This is a guy. Uh, borderline Hall of Famer, and you got traded for him. No, that's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, this wasn't a deadline deal. This was a this was a summer deal. Mm-hmm. But I was in the summertime. It was right around July one when when the draft was happening, and and I'm just watching ESPN. I think it was like some sort of tennis match, or maybe a golf. I don't even know what was I was watching. And it had NHL ticker, which it kind of caught my eye because on the bottom of the screen because. You know, it's, it's July or it's June, and, you know, you haven't seen a lot of NHL talk for a while. And I saw NHL come up, and, I'm you know, these, these names and the discussions coming across the board. And all of a sudden, um, it said, you know, Arizona-Detroit trade. And I'm like, oh, Arizona, I play for Arizona. This will be interesting. <laughs> and it said, uh, Detroit, Pavel Dostoe. Oh, Pavel Dostoe, he's a pretty good player. Who, who, who did we get? <laughs> or or who, are we, who, who are we exchanging for the, the great Dostoe? And then I saw a J, which my okay, my name starts with J. This is all happening in slow motion. It's all on the screen from right to left. I'm like Joe, I don't know a lot of Joes on our team other than me, and it's Vitaly. I'm like, what? And I had to like remind it a couple times. And then sure enough, Outlaw, my agent, called me back, called me within like a minute. He's like, hey Joe, how you doing? I'm like, hey Al, I just I guess I just saw that I got traded for Powell. He's like, yeah, and he kind of went into the whole thing about it. And again, it's it's, it's a weird situation. It's you know because. You you have you have your hockey world of course, but you know as you get older and you have a wife and children and you know it's just this it's weird thing where you just all of a sudden have to pick up and get exchanged to to go to a different city and little things like you know your kids got to leave school and say goodbye to their friends and it's a as much as it is a business it's hard not to make it personal because it it is so personal. Joey, I, I talked to Chris Pronger about uh, his getting traded to Arizona one time for the same reasons that Datsuk did. But he told me, Prong said that he never heard from anybody in the Arizona front office. Even though he was a member of their team and was getting checks from them, he never talked to the people in their front office, which because he was never going to play again. And uh, I guess they didn't feel they needed to talk to him. He didn't feel like he needed to talk to them. Isn't that amazing that you can be paying that somebody that much money, again, to get up to the salary floor and never discuss it with them? uh, Randy, it's funny, is the year I got hurt in Arizona, I didn't even know what was going on with Chris Pronger. It was our exit exit, uh, meeting day when the season was over. We didn't make the playoffs. And it's at the end of the year physicals where they check in with the doctors and just, you know, before you head into the summer. And I, I come into our trainer's room. Jason Service was our head trainer in Arizona at that, at that time. And, you know, Shane Doan and Keith Yandel were all there. And all of a sudden, Chris Pronger walks in. And I, I look at Shane. I'm like, what's Chris Pronger doing here? He's like, oh, he's on our team. I'm like, really? I didn't even, I, I didn't even know that. And, and, and Chris basically sat down with Jason Service. And he basically just looked at Prongs and did a couple things. He goes, so you're, you're not clear to play. He goes, okay, sounds good. He signed a piece of paper and he was out the door. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, 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 it's very strange. I'm not going to lie to you at, at all. Uh, but that was my first time I actually met Chris Pronger. Of course, I see him quite a bit now at the Enterprise Center. But that was the first time he walked in the trainer's room. I didn't even know he was on our roster. But to your point, he definitely was. And then when you got to Detroit, what was – because you had been in that fight and you, you were dealing with concussion issues, much like Prongs, what was your situation with the Red Wings? Same thing. So Detroit called me and they said, hey, you know, we, we traded for you. 
you know, this is the situation. Uh, do you have doctors? We have doctors up here. You know, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, you know, I have, I have a really good setup over here in St. Louis. And they were like, okay, well, we have to at least get you up here. We have to look at you, examine you. And we have to have you at least sign off the, the fact that you can't play and you're no longer eligible to play because of because of your injury. And you know, for the you know when I got in my fight, the first year and a half we dealt with concussion syndromes and, and I wasn't getting better. But they're like, you know what? Let's hang in. Let's hang in. You know, over time, maybe it'll it'll kind of turn around. But then eventually, it was it wasn't really the um, concussions anymore. It was when I got in my fight, my uh, the floor of my eye socket collapsed. It's called like your your orbital floor, which hold, basically holds up your eyeball, and and that collapsed in the fight. And and it when, when it when it healed, um, my eye actually just sank um, a little bit lower than your right eye. So your left eye and your right eye they want to see equal. Yeah, you want you want to see like an equilibrium across. And and the fact that my left eye was lower. Uh, my body started to kind of torque, and I just, when things moved fast, I would get these really bad headaches because uh, my body was so confused because my eyesight was so messed up. So long story short, they, they had to go up. They did some measurements on my eye. They realized that, hey, you know, we can do this procedure to correct the floor, but, you know, there's a lot of other complications. You know, you're 33. You're towards the end of your career. Do you really want to do this? And, you know, we ended up saying no. So, yeah, you just kind of go up there. You meet a trainer. You shake a hand. They kind of look at you. They make one little thing, they mark it, you're not ready to play, and they sign it, and you're off you go. And like I said, the team still pays your salary, which is crazy, uh, which is the one good thing I will say about the NHL. They do have guaranteed contracts. It's mm-hmm. such a physical game uh, where if you do get hurt, and of course season-ending and even like career-ending injuries, uh, you still get the rest of your contract, which is nice. I I have to ask you this, and this is going to switch subjects just a little bit, Joey, but you know it seems like everything. So we like to talk to you about just about everything. We just had a segment a couple – we talked about this a couple segments ago, but there was two players during the NFL Combine that were asked a question about what's something that you don't really believe in. One said that he doesn't really th- believe in birds and maybe that they aren't real, saying that have you ever seen a baby pigeon? We How do we know that power lines aren't pigeon recharging stations? And then another one – saying that he actually sees some valid points in flat earthers. How do you feel about both of those conspiracy theories? Interesting. I, I feel I feel pretty strong, uh, especially the baby pigeon one. Uh, when I was in New York last year, I brought this up to Curves on the broadcast, and the baby pigeon, I've never seen a baby pigeon ever. And that's kind of weird to think. Like, you see baby ducks, you see baby geese. Uh, I almost hit a baby fawn, a baby deer the other day. I was crossing the road being all crazy, like being a deer and just running across the road, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the pigeon's an interesting one. The pigeon, you never see a baby pigeon because they stay nested for so long. I, I did a little research on this. They stay they stay basically home and nested for quite a while. And, and their, their child, their first, you know, couple months, it actually goes by very quickly and they grow at an exponential rate. So that's that's the point about the, the pigeons. I don't know about power lines, like recharging them. That sounds kind of crazy, but I don't know who said that. But if I'm a GM and I hear someone say that, I'm probably taking them on my team. <laughs> as long as it's a linebacker or something, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I know I know Brzgalov, he, he kind of was, you know, mouthy a few years back talking about outer space. And, you know, that got a lot of social media attention when social media just started getting big. You started talking about the planets and the sun and all those other kind of stuff. And to me, anyone – Anyone who could think uh, beyond the box of their sport and really have a intellectual conversation about planets or pigeons, like of course that NFL player, to me, uh, I want him. I want him on my trivia team, no doubt. 
All right, Joey, the Blues have the Minnesota Wild in town tomorrow. Blues seven points out of the last wild card spot now. Seems like things are kind of getting away here, especially with the road trip the Blues have coming up. Yeah, things that what's that old song slip slipping away. I don't know who sings that song. It's a good song. Paul Simon, um, slip side in away, Paul, slip side in away, slip yep. side in away. I think that's the <laughs> song right now. Is the Blues walking? I feel bad saying that, but they walk in the locker room. That's just kind of playing in everyone's head. Um, do you know what the good news is? It, it can certainly turn, and it's gone in the the wrong side here for a little bit. It can certainly turn at any moment and go back on the good side. And but the problem is now they're running running a little bit low on time. I mean, you got almost twenty games left. You're a week away from the trade deadline. So this is where it gets. This is where it gets, of course, a little bit interesting. You know, you, you put together that great stretch around the All Star break, and now it's unfortunate, but you're kind of throwing it all back away. And and we've seen this from multiple teams, whether it be the Seattle Kraken, Pittsburgh won a nice little run earlier this year, and then gave it all back. And and St. Louis is now looking like they they've given it back to a point where if they don't, you know, obviously come up big on this next road trip, uh, th- this may be something that is just completely out of their grasp. Uh, not only their own poor play, but, uh, you know, Randy, it's been the, the positive play of teams above them and around them. I mean, National Predators, you got to give them a ton of credit. They've been going on an absolute run. Uh, lately, they won again last night against the Minnesota Wild. That was a big one. Uh, so eventually, you know, with all the teams around you playing well, uh, Seattle Kraken won, LA's continuing to win. Uh, the timing of it all is not great as St. Louis is finding more losses and teams around are finding more wins. But this is a, as we all know, this is going to be the, the big game on Saturday before you head into ultimately what a huge road trip will look like. And, you know, as we sit here and we talk about, you know, the bad, you know, this could turn in a different way very quickly with a few more wins you put together. I mean, I know it hasn't been great for St. Louis, but let's say, for example, you win uh, tomorrow afternoon in that early game uh, versus Minnesota Wild. And then all of a sudden you get a back-to-back against Philly and New York Islanders. You put three in a row. You're not in a terrible spot. Maybe last Nashville loses a couple. And then, you know, as Doug Armstrong, you got to make a couple decisions. Maybe the things you were going to do, you get the foot back on and, and decide maybe that's not the best thing to do. So uh, I, I still think that there is still life here. I think there's a spark left, and I think that this Blues team knows it. And they're, uh, they're certainly urgent to the point where it's kind of put up or shut up time. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how these next few games go. Joey V, you're the best. Have a great weekend. We will be tuned in tomorrow, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, sounds great. You, you too. You guys have a great weekend as well. We'll talk to you next week. That was fun, Joey. Thank you. That's Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN.